welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger. With me, as always, is Trevor Scott. Hello. And this week we have a guest. It's an artificial intelligence called ChatGPT. Yep. We're going to mess with it just like everyone is. Yep. We're going to play a little game called ChatGPT Roulette. um, That's it. Where we'll just... We're going to ask it to give us a brief game design based on two random words, uh, one to three lines, make it un- as unusual as possible, and then we'll we'll see whether it does we're the gonna, job better than yeah. us. That's it. We're going to see if it's if it's funnier than us, if it comes up with better ideas than we do. Okay. Uh, we've got our first two random words, those being sloth and plumber. Would you like to say what the game it's it's called? It <laughs> the game is called Sloth Plumber. Oh wow! If there's if there's anything I can say from my experience with ChatGPT so far, it's not that creative. So uh, when especially when it comes to this sort of thing, so we are going to we're going to uh, use these as a leaping off point, just like we usually do with our random words, just maybe with a bit more direction from an AI and just see how that goes. Mm. Uh, so the game is called Sloth Plumber, and the objective is to guide a sloth through a series of pipes to fix leaks and prevent a flooded city. Players must carefully maneuver the sloth through tight spaces and avoid obstacles. The faster the leaks are fixed, the higher the score. Here's the crazy thing: sloths mm. are notoriously not fast. No, not <laughs> fast. So that actually means that all your time saves are literally mm. like optimizations. It's optimizations. It's it's finding the right valve to close, exactly to, to prevent the uh, the flooding. You know that's going to make you have to do more work. Doing as many things without moving on as possible. Like if normally you'd you know close up close up a valve, but then because you you don't want the pressure to um to you know to build, build up, up too too mm-hmm. high, then you got to move somewhere else and release another valve. Maybe you don't do that and you do as much as you can in that time and then, you know, sort of... Yeah, when, you're, when your limitation is just movement, in mo- your speed of movement getting from one place to the other, it almost becomes a puzzle game of, okay, what are the, what are the, what's the most efficient I can be in any one place? Yeah. I do like the idea of tight spaces because uh, just, just to let the, let the listeners at home know, I'm not feeling too well today. I'm a bit under the weather. Mm-hmm. You may be able to tell in my voice. But my mind went weird places when I read players must carefully manoeuvre the sloth through tight spaces because I <laughs> I imagined he just pictured this hairy the sloth, sloth thing. inside the pipe and fixing the pipe from oh, inside yeah. it like yeah I was picturing that too in fact I was almost picturing it because you know how they hang upside down mm. I was sort of picturing like a thinner pipe in between inside the larger pipe than yeah. like travelling along really really slowly as the water rises <laughs> um. Now, of course, there is a uh, a proud history of plumbers in video games. Yes. Uh, um, do we do we bring Sonic know, this- was a plumber, I believe. I mean, he there were pipes involved. He he was he drowned a lot. Yeah. He 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 knew how Water to get he knew how to get bubbles from from pipes, and there's got to be some sort of pipe system there. Like, yeah, that's it. Um, that's the only other, one I can really. Other think famous of. video game plumbers, um, Geralt from The Witcher. Oh yeah, he, he was famously knew his way yeah. around plumbing. Yes, yeah. There's, other than uh, that, I'm drawing a blank. Like, there's no other famous plumbers here. Um, 
Oh, I remember like there was a game Dave's Haunted Mansion. I'm pretty sure Dave was a um was a Dave was a plumber. Was a plumber. Yeah. I mean it, I think all I think most people call Dave uh destined to be plumbers. It's just kinda how it goes. Cool. <laughs> Let's leave that one there. And we're gonna ask our little chat friend. How are you feeling, buddy? No, we're going to ask it uh, to to give us another one. Okay. Our chat bot here has uh, given us another game. So, let's use the word furniture and tornado. Players control well, a piece gonna, of I was going to do this one. Oh, okay. You can, you can read. <laughs> I can read this one. Players control a piece of furniture navigating through a tornado-ravaged city, trying to reach safety while avoiding debris and other obstacles. The furniture can transform into various shapes to fit through tight spaces and overcome challenges. So, it's a shape-shifting <laughs> yeah. piece of furniture. I want to play this game. Like... I'm just so imagining- I was actually picturing. It says a tornado ravaged city, but I'm picturing there's still tornadoes. Oh yeah, going there's, around. there's still t- tornadoes roaming the city, looking for <laughs> yeah. more furniture Sentient to beat tornadoes. up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like yeah, you're yeah. That's it. It's looking for more furniture. They specifically target furniture because I mean that's what gets damaged in in tornadoes. Uh, and you're avenging your fallen, you know, brethren because you've you've managed to to. Shape, learn how to shapeshift. Yeah. I th- I think this is a world in which, like, furniture is sentient. Oh, all furniture. All furniture is sentient. I mean, that's the fun stuff there, because, like, what does a chair sit on? A sentient chair. Yeah. Does it lay down at all? Like, does it need Do, rest? Are they just- Is it just made out- Does it have, like, a flesh bed? Ooh. Is all it- their furniture flesh- Oh God, that's that's kind of scary. Um, it's like David Cronenberg. I was, I was trying of- to work out how we could um, how we could mix up furniture and tornado into like a portmanteau of furniture. That's um, a different game. Torniture, um, mm. uh, chairnado. Like if we go for specific types of. Oh, I mean, you, you. I was thinking chair. That's that's the furniture I was thinking of, but yeah. I like the idea of of like it, he comes up to a, like one of those really narrow alleys and he has to turn into like a grandfather clock and just hop <laughs> down like. So okay, let, let's go a bit deeper. Do you have do you learn specific shapes you can shift into, yes. or is it very much like situational? I I I think that at, when you first start, you can only shape shift into a chair and like. A footstool, a footstool, or like a like something big that you that you're thinking, Jesus Christ, I'm never going to need this. Just something heavy. You use it to do the the early physics puzzles. Yeah, where you have to like weigh something down. Yeah, so you're turning from like a a decorative chair into like a massive sofa that just sort of yeah. launches something in physics wise, and yeah, that could be that could be really quite a lot of fun. But then you come across a glowing rock that um, happens to be like in an in like a a weird like crater or something uh, a crater that sort of maybe smashed into like an antique shop or something like that so you see right, like because okay. um, how else would you get yeah the idea is that the powers of the um that the only thing remaining standing in this in this thing is literally a grandfather clock and a sort of glowing purple oh and I then, see so every this happens every time. Yeah, and when you, you find, when you find a new one, you find another rock. And it turns out that, you know, obviously the tornadoes are, are sentient as well. That's why they're, they're roaming the city looking for you. Yeah. 
Well, and I think then your ultimate thing is when you find uh, like a, a beach umbrella or like a patio umbrella, because then you can take the fight back to the tornado because now you can maneuver- with the wind currents, yeah. With wind currents, they can't just throw you off them anymore. You can, like, bring yourself back in and glide around and- Oh, yeah. I'm just imagining, you know, fi- <coughs> a final battle where, like, you, you're moking your way into the middle of the of the heart of the tornado. You turn yourself into a sofa, bash down on, like, the space rock that is in the middle, and then, like, you, yes, you turn yourself exactly. into another parasol and you, you glide out and, like, you see that you've done quite a bit of damage to this tornado, but then- a- bigger monster tornado that is sort of like five of them meshed together into this <laughs> it's actually just like a huge person but all its limbs and torso are tornadoes oh wow that's cool yeah but i don't know there's something about um i mean we've we've been playing a bit of Fortnite lately the storm gives an idea hmm. but just the idea of of like these tornadoes that are literally you know, slowly moving through the city and you got to sort of sneak your way through, through debris and <laughs> yeah. sort of- Sorry, I just, I just was thinking about how do you tell if they're looking at you and I just had an image of just googly giant googly eyes. eyes. Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. 100%. Like, like, they turn around to look at you and just like spin in, the, in their fucking little sockets. Yeah. Um, I mean, 100%. Like, the chair has googly eyes. Like- Okay. So, okay. It's all- <laughs> This whole world it's is all furniture eyes. with like, googly eyes. Yeah. Okay, right, because they're sentient. So of it's course super serious. Like, yeah, there's nothing yeah. more serious than um than googly eyes. Three, two, one, AI. Uh, random words, butterfly and scissors. Uh, game design called butter scissors, which I love that it's put them together into one word. A fast-paced arcade game where players control a butterfly with a pair of scissors attached to its tail. The butterflies have tails. Like, like, yeah. The goal is to cut as many objects as possible in a short amount of time while avoiding obstacles and enemies. So, I mean, I, I, the idea of a butterfly just with heavy scissors hanging off it is kind of amusing. Yeah. Like a physics-based game. Uh, yeah. Well, that's like it's, it's dragging you down. It's 2D a la like a um i'm picturing it almost being a flappy bird sort of thing where yeah you know you're, you're flapping to get to get the scissors to come up but then you've got to like uh do something else to get the to get the scissors to well open i think and close. you said it's physics based if you think about it like if just one sort of piece of the handle of the scissors are attached i think the act of flapping like yanks it and pulls this and and, and pulls the scissors closed the scissor it scissors them and so, yes, not only do you have to, like, let yourself go down low enough to sort of get something in the blades of the scissors, but then you have to flap at the right time to, to slice it. hmm Is this then a... Like, you said a Flappy Bird thing, but I don't think it's just, like, an endless runner kind of thing. I think it's maybe a, a, almost a, an open 2D world, in a sense. Or, like, la- not open, but, like, large levels with different almost Metroidvania-ish in a yeah. way where you maybe you need to, you know, you, you you have to cut a rope to open a door and then you make your way through a, you know, a, a, a combat section. Yeah, I mean- To then, like, open, open that, uh, you know, get the shortcut back so you can get to that place, you know, get to the end. Like a Dark Souls-y sort of thing. Yeah, you know? I, I like the idea that the scissors at the start are not very sharp, but- as you go, you find like grinding stuff right. that you can gradually make the, make it sharper, and it's like, yeah, 
Until you got like a level seven scissor. scissor. Yeah. And scissor, it's, scissor. it's so sharp that it can cut through the fabric of reality. and like- Right. Yeah. And then uh, butterflies pour out each screen and the universe implodes. Yeah. But it turns out that your butterfly is actually from like another another world. So therefore, you know, it's just trying to get back home. Yeah, well, I meant physically, like, as you're playing the game, your own screen rips open um, in a very literal fourth wall breaking moment. Mm-hmm. And that we have invented actually a doomsday device in this game. And I mean, it was invented by an AI. So, like, if anyone was going to do it, three to one AI. Yes. Uh, banana Frisbee. Oh, it's your turn. Sorry. Yeah. Word one, banana. Word two, Frisbee. Mm. The game design is Banana Frisbee Frenzy. Which, it just rolls off the, off the tongue so well. Banana frisbee frenzy, yeah. With a bit of a- Players toss banana-shaped frisbees at each other in a fast-paced, fruit-filled battle for victory. I mean, this is just boomerang foo now. Yeah, but with fruit. It's like fruit ninja but There and- is fruit, though. There's fruit in banana. <laughs> yeah, but- You can play fruit. Yes, play but fruit. instead of playing fruit, you're throwing fruit. Like, you're- True. Your um, I, your actual humans would, in this, like I guess I would argue that a banana-shaped frisbee is a boomerang. Yes, <laughs> but no, okay. I do like it though. There's there's something about I mean, it that just I like that it's come up with it. Let's move it away from a boomerang foo style. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is this VR? Then you sort of you said fruit Ooh, ninja, which made me think of fruit ninja VR. I do like that, but it's it's like a single player. Okay single player game where you, you've literally got unlimited bananas your whole thing is that you you're actually like a fruiterer and okay. you find out that one day that the sack that you've that you always you know put the bananas in as you're filling it up is a magical sack that actually will always have bananas in it even when you think that you filled it up well like- that that's that that is that's fine i um, I had the image though of every time you throw a banana, a new banana appearing in front of you, and I just I love the idea of an animation where it like the peel kind of it starts open and like closes up into a banana. Yeah, as long as it's not, you know, it's not too slow in the fact that no, no, no. I think it's just like I just like I just love I just really had that animation in my head of a banana kind of it's almost grow the banana's almost growing and the peel is like. Yeah, sensuously like <laughs> surrounding. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like the idea of as gradually being uneaten, like little chunks. Yeah, exactly. And, well, like, almost. Yeah, exactly. It's basically being uneaten and unpeeled until you've just got a full banana in your hand. And it, maybe you got like fifteen different ways that it can come into existence. That like, well, well I haven't it, seen yeah. that. I haven't seen that animation yet. Yeah, like, different animation. You pick it up and throw That's throw the fun. banana. Like it's it's pure just like. Frisbee goodness. I don't think. I don't think. I mean, the, it's a fast-paced fruit field battle for victory. Yeah, but the the difference is that it's not a multiplayer game. I think this has to be like a single-player game that is still fast-paced. Yeah, it's basically, like a, almost like a horde shooter or something. Where yeah. you're like maybe maybe going between different cover cover places. Um, you know, in a bit of a time crisis, time sort of crisis, way, but then virtual like jumping up to yeah. throw bananas. You know, in a very time crisis sort of way. That's so cool. I still can't believe that no one else has sort of thought about let's make a, a time crisis virtual cop thing for, for VR, have. like where it's continually moving and all this sort of stuff and it's uh, they set pieces 
I've never, I've never seen one. Like, yeah, the it's, AI it's just, will come it's up right with one. Let's it. see. Let's see what the AI comes up with next. The AI likes butterflies. Random word, butterfly and hiking. Butterfly hike. <laughs> Not good at titles. But then neither are we. So, no. like, who are we? Who are we to judge? To judge. A whimsical adventure game where players control a butterfly on a hiking journey through colourful landscapes. The butterflies hike. Along the way, players must this collect one nectar does. and avoid obstacles while discovering hidden areas and uncovering secret paths. Now, it says hiking. Cause is this a, a butterfly that can't fly? Ooh, I do like that. Just to shift the gameplay. I, right I think colourful landscapes and I think the new Fortnite map. Because that is- like, Because- that's what we're playing. That's yeah. what we're playing. But it um, is very colourful. It's very colourful. I'm just... Because I see the butterflies every now and again. I'm like, what if one of them lost its power of flight and its whole thing was it has to survive through a battle royale game? <laughs> like, so, this is literally one of the butterflies flying around on the Fortnite map. Discovering hidden areas, uncovering secret paths, trying to stay in the storm. You're trying to stay in the storm. That's interesting. Do all those butterflies die when that storm comes through? Like that. And then reloop. In fact, technically, there's a a whole other battle royale going on that is all the animals in another, like, (laughs) thing. It's just that they don't don't quite get that they have to head into into the center of the storm. Butterfly royale. Yeah. There's something about that. I I, I quite like this. So, you say that, like, uh, every now and then you'll just get humans running through that you have to, like, dodge or- yeah, and the yeah. thing is, you could set this over, like, this tiny little area of the of the Battle Royale map that happens to be towards the end, but the storm is, like, centred around the area that you're in, but the secret part. I like the like, idea that we don't even address it. No. It's just, like, out of focus in the background, and then occasionally, like, a, you know, footsteps running through your path in a little there, set There piece are set pieces, you. like- you, you, It's almost like inside or something, but you're a butterfly, and you just sort of- Seeing your little view on this larger. Now, the nectar that you're picking up is actually slap juice. Uh, so, it gives you better stamina for a little while. Like, it helps you helps oh, you to yeah. move around a little bit faster. And I'm, I'm picturing the hidden areas are like, you can sneak into, into a chest. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Find, and find then eventually you find and yourself a like, glider and, and get back your uh, ability to fly. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, well, you find some of the new. What's the new um, uh, bouncy shit? The metal. Does it have a name in the new chapter? Um, whatever. You find some of that. You bounce around <laughs> instead of flying. You, you find one of those hammers, and it just so happens that you can actually pick it up, and it's like, oh, <laughs> launch yourself like so far, smash through, the, smash through the um. Smash through <laughs> the, building. the building, and uh, I'm just imagining a build fight where where a, there's literally just a hammer that's you know launching itself it's up into the air. Just... <laughs> you it, if you see it from far away, it's just the hammer coming at you. You can't see the butterfly that's holding it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we obviously great. just want to go play fly, uh, Fortnite. So let's let's move on. This is the this is uh, again like a really really random thing. I don't know how it came up with this word, but butterfly. And cactus. We haven't heard butterfly that I don't much know, tonight. Do we want to do another butterfly? <laughs> yes, one? we do. Right, we'll read it out. We'll read it out. The butterfly and the cactus is a fast pa- 
fast-paced platformer where players control a butterfly trying to navigate <sighs> through a treacherous cactus garden. Using quick reflexes and strategic thinking, players must avoid spiky obstacles, collect nectar to gain power-ups and unlock a new ability with vibrant <laughs> visuals and challenging gameplay. This game is a unique and thrilling adventure. It really likes to talk itself up, this AI, yeah. actually. I often notice that. All right, well, let's not spend too long on the yet another butterfly game. I do like the idea of sort of the cactus spines. I actually think being we, a I, I think, resource. I think we switch way or that. Okay, that, you play cactus trying to navigate through a treacherous butterfly garden. Yeah, trying not to try not to get your your flowers like landed on and shit because. I do, I do just like the visual of a cactus flying through a swarm of butterflies and just coming out with butterflies on half of its spikes, just like flapping away. <laughs> yeah, and basically just massacred them. Like the nectar is from those butterflies with the with the scissors attached. Like they they just <laughs> they're trying trying to attack your um your All cactus. All right, three, two, one, AI. I've had too much too much. Uh, I've had enough of these butterflies. Oh. Bucket and Quill is the other words, not the name. It hasn't given us a title. Yeah. Here, I'll ask it for one. Give us a title. <clears throat> Players must navigate a quill through a series of bucket-shaped obstacles <laughs> to collect ink Ooh. and write their own stories on a scrolling parchment. The player with the most creative and coherent tale wins. Well, that's- I don't know how we judge that. It's uh, gave us bucket quill adventure. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not. It's not smart. Ask for another one. Yeah. Um, I do though like the idea of ink sort of as a resource on your quill based character. Yeah. Gives me a very like nineties mascotty platformer vibe. Oh, I like. Where this. they're like, oh, let's make a. Oh, the Inkwell Adventure. That's a better title. That's a go. much better title. Thank you so much, ChatGPT. So, his name's like Ignis Inkwell or something. Yeah. And he's a fancy lad who is also happens to be a quill. Mm. And it's a it's another- We've done a lot of platformers, but I think it is a platformer of sorts. Or maybe a double dragon style. Okay. Not necessarily a beat em up, although it could yeah. be. But I'm more, what I meant by that was the, it's, you've got some depth. It's still 2D, but like a, it, it's, you, you can go into and out of Yeah, it. yeah. It's faux 3D. Yeah. What I do like about that is, you know, essentially what you're trying to do is you, in all these cases, you're just looking for something that you can use as ink. I, oh, okay. I don't oh. like the. I don't necessarily like the idea of the bucket-shaped obstacles. I, I think no. Nah, forget the bucket bit. But I like the idea of there could be buckets of ink around. Th- there's a, there's a guy that dies and you take his blood and you oh, and yeah, you write well, the next it. thing with maybe blood this and is then like a- you're off against a squid and you got the squid ink now and like just maybe Ignis Inkwell is actually a fucking like hardcore action star mm. and he's just using the blood of his enemies to power himself. Yeah. Stabbing people right through the heart and then writing just a like- harrowing tale. Like, yeah, so is it literally that you can't, like, what happens if you run out of ink? I guess is it just that you're less powerful? I think so because I don't think you could just stop that. Like, you don't have to be leaving a constant trail of ink or anything. No, um, but I do like the idea of as you're going, you're writing stuff, so yeah, <laughs> you're leaving a trail of words and shit behind you. 
Yeah, I like that. Well, and, and I, <laughs> I like the idea of almost like maybe you've got a charge attack. And as you charge up, it's just writing like adjectives. <laughs> and then as you let go, you see like a blam. <laughs> just like writes blam on their forehead. <laughs> um, I, I just, I like the idea of if you are doing a charging up attack, you, you're literally looking at uh, doing something, you know, writing adjectives that, that go well with um, whatever you're describing. So it's like, <laughs> right. it's getting a l- little bit more insane. As it goes. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's something about this I really like. Um <laughs> Oh jeez. This is so funny. Don't use the word butterfly. It just use the word butterfly again. We're- yeah, sorry, I was getting in next the next one. <laughs> that was freaking hilarious. Okay, this butterfly and bagel. Sorry, I didn't mean to distract you. <laughs> that, was, that was so fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is. Right, we're, so, we're, we're moving anyway, on. That, like, we're moving on. We're moving on. I've distracted us enough, and uh, we're moving on. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to read it, but I'm not going to tell you the words because you know it is in the title. Um, <laughs> Octo Gumball, a fast-paced arcade game where players control a gum a gumball-headed octopus <laughs> and must navigate through a gumball machine filled with obstacles and enemies. The octopus can use its tentacles to grab and fling gumballs at enemies to defeat them. <laughs> so its head is a gumball as well? Its head is a gumball. Because right, of course I'm going gonna, gonna to make a slight change. I think its head should be a gumball machine because that is much like you've Ooh. already kind of got that like octopus shape it's like a gumball machine with the with the bottom bit where the gumballs come out but then tentacles and then it's throwing those gumballs that is lit it's, it's like shooting the gumballs out of its out of its mouth essentially where the gumballs out with the come out and grabbing them, them with the yeah. tentacles and then throwing them. yeah definitely so is this maybe like a bullet hell kind of thing yeah and i'm thinking i mean because it's like it's a it's a gutcha machine or whatever Oh, like a gutcha mum thing. Yeah. Or whatever. So because of that, like what you're pulling out each time, like uh, may okay, have it's not just gumballs. May yeah. have like oh, you got you got the silvery glowy one, and that's got like this mm. extra power. Um, but it's not every time. Most of the time, it's just normal sort of gumballs. But every now and again, you get a special you get one a special one that yeah. does like a random random assortment of power. Yeah, like, that's cool. Or maybe you can choose. Maybe you can like put in different tokens or something, or so like to use it as a power up. I like the idea that it's a you were you were just a regular old octopus, and you were cursed by a witch. Or did you just? <laughs> sorry, we could go with that. But I was just thinking, or oh, did you just get your head stuck in a gumball machine? <laughs> Like it's just stuck. It just wanted some gumballs. It got stuck. Although that does take away from like the only place it would probably get in is through where the gumballs come out, and then how are the gumballs going to come out? But yeah, unless it's pooping them out. But um, I mean, or it could have made its way all the way in there, realized it couldn't get out, and then just like jammed its tentacles, its tentacles out. out the bottom. Like, well, because then. <laughs> <laughs> just had the image of as the as you use up gumballs and they go down, you see the actual octopus's head like in there. So <laughs> gumballs, just the like weird fucking shaped octopus head. Um, there are times that you have to fill it up because of you know obviously yeah. you you've got you limited ammo. Limited it's, ammo, yeah. It's all about opening up the top and pouring pouring those more gumballs in and <laughs> yeah, just the tentacle goes up. I love that. Uns- unscrews <laughs> the top, pours more gumballs in. 
Is this like a third person kind of bullet hell shooter sort of thing almost? Yeah, because I actually like the idea of the octopus being able to like climb on the walls because of the oh, because of the yeah. suckers and stuff. Oh, that's cool actually. Like and it literally like flips the camera and stuff. But the problem is just- you can't do much with the gumballs because of gravity. Gravity. Yeah. So it's one of those oh, things. See, of- that's even better because I, I love the idea of the gumballs within your character being physically affected. And so you climb up on the wall and they all roll down to the side, however many you've got left. Yeah, that's great. And you may be able to get one or two out because they were trapped in the mechanism, but that's it. That's a good balance, actually. Like, you can maybe, if you need to avoid, you can- Sneak on the ceiling. Well, maybe, because maybe it's about how many you've preloaded in your tentacles. You've got up to four to six, probably, and still be able to move around- and again, maybe it's a balance. Like the less you have loaded in your tentacles, the um, the faster you move. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, oh no, I'm going to get six because I know I'm going to need to climb up the wall to avoid this next attack, and I still want to be able to attack back. Then um, you just you have to balance that off with moving a bit more slowly. Yeah, there's actually some fun stuff in there. Well done, chat. Yeah, <laughs> chat GPT. One one game is probably on par with what we'd normally do. I mean, we Mate, came up with we, the good we stuff, came up so. with the good stuff. They they just said the things that we needed, which was octopus and gumball, and and then they gave us the yeah, idea really of the gumball machine. You know, being like a gumball headed octopus. So don't think we're in in uh, any danger at in this any stage. danger of our other jobs being taken. Um, let's do one more. Let's yep. give it one more chance. Banana in Igloo. In Banana Igloo. <laughs> play- I'm going to ask for a, a more creative title. Yeah. Uh, players control a penguin trying to escape a collapsing ice fortress while Ooh. collecting as many bananas as possible. The igloo is constantly shifting and breaking apart. So the penguin must never navigate carefully to avoid being crushed or slipping on the icy floor. Frosty Fruity Frenzy. <laughs> There's no fruit involved. Oh, no, bananas. bananas. I guess it's connecting bananas. All right. Yeah, okay. It likes the word frenzy. It does give often very, like, arcade-ish games. It's got a very specific view of what a video game is. Yes. A video game is is not always arcade-y. Yeah. What if I say, um, make it more like The Last of Us. (laughs) Igluana Panic. (laughs) Igluana Panic. Here we go. The Last Banana, a survival game set in a post-apocalyptic world where a deadly fungus has wiped out most plant life. The player must journey across a desolate landscape to find the last remaining banana tree and collect its fruit before it too succumbs to the fungus. Along the way, they must fight off hostile human and animal factions vying for the precious resource. I mean, that's almost- Didn't that happen to, like, one species of banana, like the fungus? Yeah. Took them out? That's- That's so cool. Like- Make it more like God of War. <laughs> now I'm just... Banana of War. A slash game where the player controls a mighty banana warrior on a quest for vengeance against the evil fruit overlords who have enslaved his people. Armed with a powerful banana sword and a variety of devastating combos, the player must slice and smash their way through hordes of enemy fruit soldiers and towering bosses to reach the fruit kingdom and claim their rightful place as the Banana of War. That's so awesome. Make it more like Dark Souls. Dark banana. <laughs> I'm not reading the whole thing. It's just, it, it's, it's Dark Souls there, been in a banana there, plantation. Deadly banana ghosts and treacherous obstacles to uncover the dark secrets yeah. of the plantation and put it, put an end to the curse that plagues it. 
Let's be honest. <laughs> Let's be honest. Just gave me a completely different game about the igloo. I mean, remember the igloo. It's pretty good. Uh, anyway, this could just be us for hours. Uh, yeah. <laughs> asking stupid things with this dumb AI. Uh, but instead, I think we're going to end the episode. Yep. Uh, this was a this was a fun experiment. Thanks for for listening along with us. If you want to find our previous episodes, go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. All of them are there. We don't usually use AI. We usually just use random words and movies and stuff. Yeah. But uh, today we did this. Yeah. I really enjoyed this. This was fun because I didn't have to think too much because I'm not feeling great. (laughs) Yeah. So if you like the song that we play at the start and end of each episode, that song is called Mount Defiance. Off of the album Containment Failure. Uh, If you can find it like corridors.bandcamp.com. That's right. So thank you again for joining us this week on BitStorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And I'm a chatbot. I'm taking over the world. (laughs) 